lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This is Jenna, and I am very excited for this week's podcast, which is a little bit different than the last few that I've been doing because I feature one of my teachers, Rabbi Barak Gartner. With everything going on now between the pandemic and the political situation, I figured it would be nice to to maybe take a step back and kind of look at the bigger picture and um, what's maybe going on, more, how we can look at everything going on from a more spiritual perspective and a, and a personal perspective and how we can look at what's going on in a positive and productive way. And this is something that I had been speaking about with Rabbi Gartner over the past few weeks in our own personal conversations one-on-one, and I thought it would be really nice to to share it here in this forum for for my listeners. One of the ideas that Rabbi Gartner expresses, which I really appreciate, is that we need to listen to the messages that are kind of embedded in current events, the deeper messages that Hashem is sending us, and um, what they might mean for our own personal lives, and how we can come closer to ourselves and others and Hashem as a result of what's going on. I definitely have felt that the current events now are have been a personal wake-up call for me to to work on several things like, you know, personal, being okay with, with uncertainty and um, coping in difficult situations. And I actually heard an amazing class last night where one of the teachers shared that, you know, in times of trauma, we actually can surprise ourselves by how much we can grow and change as people. And I've definitely felt like I've surprised myself in certain ways by how I've been able to cope. And obviously, it's been a challenge and every day is different. But um, I'm sure we're all surprised at, at seeing how we've been able to manage If You know, if anyone had told us, you know, in January, what was to come and what we would all have to do, we wouldn't believe it. We'd say, oh, I can't do that. But here we are. And um, God willing, things will get better. But in the meantime, we should definitely use this time productively on a spiritual level if we can. So we come out of this um, having bettered ourselves in some way. And I feel like Rabbi Gartner's um, talk really can maybe give us some insight and inspiration into how to do this. If you like what you hear, feel free to connect with Rabbi Gartner. I'm linking to all of his links (laughs) below. He works one-on-one with people, including myself. And I could tell you firsthand that the work is life-changing and amazing. And I really, that's why I wanted to share a little piece of it here with you. Okay, enjoy. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi Gartner, for, for agreeing to do this um, conversation. I'm very excited to help share your wisdom with, with other people. Amen. Amen. Um, okay. So you have a book called Living Aligned. And if you could just briefly tell us kind of the premise of that book and what it means to live with higher consciousness and, and the work that you do, helping people to achieve that. Well, one of the books that's always on my table, I have it right here is this Holy Sefer written by the Ramak of Moshe Cordovero 400 years ago called Tomer Devorah, the Palm Tree of Devorah. And the main premise of the book is that there are divine attributes. In fact, it's one of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. It says in the Torah, 
you shall go in his ways. What does it mean to go in his ways? To align with Hashem. Just as he is compassionate, so too you should be compassionate. In fact, that's what really the whole holy book of Tomer is about, is explaining to you the ways of Hashem. And um, this is a lifelong journey of just like we, we, in a certain way, with a chiropractor. A chiropractor tries to align your spine. Uh, Chinese medicine is trying to align your pulses. We have many pulses. Even Rev Nachman talks about this idea. There's 10 pulses, and they're often not balanced. So we want to balance ourselves. We all know that there are, uh, according to the Kabbalistic tradition, there are emanations, Svirot, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us attributes that comprise the supernal tree of man. And each one of these attributes is a different aspect of godliness. We need to acquire all of them. We need to align them all. And uh, in a certain way, this is why things either work or they don't work. When one is aligned, he's plugged in. Life is joyful. He uh, connects with people, connects with his creator, and he connects with his own self. And on the other hand, when a person's out of whack, it's just like having a bad back. It's just miserable. That's simply what it means to live a line. Wow. Thank you. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I feel like most people, including myself, are, are usually living out of whack. <laughs> but I have had a taste of that uh, since we've been working together of that experience of really being in tune. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It really is. My, my passion. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Um, so, okay. So, so that being said, where does like challenges and suffering fit into this framework of living a line? Like how do, how should we understand personal challenges or, you know, we see the suffering that's going on in the world now. How do we understand this through this living aligned framework? Well, we just mentioned this idea when a person's spine is out of whack, when his diet is off, when he doesn't take care of his body. So he feels that sometimes we call that suffering. Sometimes it's real pain, but this is all part of Hashem's beautiful plan. Suffering has meaning. Not only does it have meaning, it is great meaning for many, many, many people. Suffering is their greatest impetus for change. Many people go through life complacent if they don't have any suffering. And after 120, who knows how close they'll actually get to the final goal. People don't even realize that there's a goal. Hashem created the world in order to do good. The ultimate good is to plug into Hashem. Well, Hashem uses suffering to let us know that we're out of whack. And instead of looking at suffering as being bad, we say that problems are really our opportunities. If you're experiencing financial difficulties, if you're having difficulties in marriage, if the world is having racial problems, if the world is having problems with a pandemic, we have to ask ourselves, why are we out of whack? 
what's wrong? What's the point? What's the, what's the panemius of the suffering? Hashem wants to wake us up. Mm. So that's in a, in a simple way to understand this idea of suffering. Suffering has great, great, great meaning. So, so you're basically saying the idea is not really to just dwell in the suffering and become like paralyzed by it, but to use it as an opportunity, as a stepping stone to, to become aligned, to, to like repair our relationship with ourselves, with other people and, and Hashem. Well, uh, it's exactly that. Um, one of the uh, primary important teachings of Rabbi Nachman is the first teaching in Lakuti Maran, where Rabbi Nachman talks about this idea that each and every one of us has to cut through the facade of things, whatever they are, whether they're situations or they're objects or people, we have to cut through and not see the illusion, but rather see the divine message, the point, the nakuda, the point. What's the point? What's the point of what's happening here? So um, it's a process of attuning your eyes to being able to get the message. Hashem is constantly on a daily basis communicating to us. And if we want to live aligned, we have to live aligned with that message. Unfortunately, that message, which I call the news, <laughs> there's a lot of fake news. When I say fake news, it doesn't, it's, the news is the news. But there's an aspect of the news that kind of has a bias to it. It's biased from its broadcast, and it's biased by the way we perceive it. We have to look past the external bias, and we have to look past our internal bias and look for the truth and try and understand even what's going on now, the current events. What is Hashem communicating with us? For many, many, many people, when a person is, especially in a situation where the world problems are causing problems in the home, like now, financial relationships, all different types of problems that people are experiencing. A lot of chaos. So the natural tendency is for a person to kind of shut down, go into what we call constricted consciousness. And that constricted consciousness basically says, I don't really care what's going on in the world. I'm just trying to survive. Now that headspace of survival, you might say is natural, but in a certain way, that survival headspace is very narrow. And the last thing we want to do is look at the news. Ah, but we do anyway. <laughs> what do we do? Because then we're in a, a state that we don't really have the inner truth. So we look at the news in an external way. And the news adds to our anxiety. And it's basically suffering on top of suffering. So yeah. what's the remedy? What's the remedy? The remedy is to recognize that there's actually a kernel, a point of truth. There's a, it's, it's the exact opposite of what you would say, that the world right now, Hashem is so kind, He's giving us a wake-up call. He's giving us new information. 
on a grand scale. And at the same time, he's giving us a lot of impetus to make changes. Instead of being stressed from the news, I let the news wake me up. I say, wow, there's something going on out there. What's the point? What's the point? Don't forget that the point is always the godly message. The godly message is always positive. It's always positive. Hashem is communicating. I want you to wake up. I want you to return to me. Now, what's the information? Well, each person has to decide what what is the piece of information that's happening. The world's suffering. Oh, the world's suffering. Why is the world suffering? Now, what can I do? to alleviate the suffering. So in a very general way, there's a very clear difference between uh, what we call the truth and false. The true news and the fake news. The fake news is all about fear. The fake news is all about a lack of faith. The fake news is always about separation and chaos. On the other hand, the truth is always believe in Hashem. Unity, love, connection, order. So we have to ask ourselves, you know, what can I do? I forgot one thing. It's a very important thing. The fake news is all about try to phrase it in the right words i mentioned this idea of separation especially the separation of the family unit and on the side of holiness which really is the source of holiness is the family unit so i have to say to myself what can i do in my own little matchbox called the family where I'm focused, what can I do to increase unity, to increase holiness, to increase love and order, and believe that what I'm doing is adding to the love and the peace and the final destination of mankind. Then I derive divine help. At the same time, and if I wouldn't be in that mind space of being an expansive being, trying not just to live with my head above water, but rather I want to live aligned with the divine energy. And in doing so, I'm literally deriving inspiration, information, and divine assistance. And I'm literally pushing the world over to the side of merit. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. So are, so are you basically saying that in looking at the news, like you said, we have to get to that point of truth and like Hashem is using the news and everything going on now to communicate with us. And this truth is that basically from your perspective, the, the truth here is that Hashem wants us to wake up. He wants us to come closer to him. And you're saying like a main way we can do that is by, is by, focusing on the people closest to us and the ones around us and, and bringing love, committing to, to being like expansive and bringing love and unity to, to the people around us. And that way we're doing our part to kind of like heal the world the way it needs to be healed. Right. 
Right. Now, when, when we, you said the people close to us, I want to add in here, this is a, the last words in this holy, holy work, chapter 10. The Ramak brings from the Zohar a very important idea of living a line, and that is there's something called living a line with time. Mm. Most people don't understand that there's such a thing as living in the moment. And the moment is constantly changing. You know, just like, oh, the, what can I say? There are certain things that a person was used to doing, let's say going to shul, going to synagogue, going out, and now the time says stay in. That's just an example. But literally each and every day has a order and a person has to uh, recognize that order and make for himself a day of order where he literally lives in balance with who he is, what he wants to do, and not what I call kill the day. Right. Connect with the day, connect with what he wants to accomplish with the day, and don't belittle what we can do as we're living each and every day, because real greatness, real alignment comes with sanctifying, feeling like every single day is important. A lot of people think that only in the future, only if I do something big will it be important. Right now, this moment, there's something that a person can do. Don't belittle the moment, especially when it comes to Shabbos. Shabbos is a day that the way to align with that day, which is the ultimate way to align, is to recognize that there are six days that God did, did, did. He created, created, created. And then came the seventh day, and Hashem finished creation by not doing, but by being. And that state of being is really the door to a higher level of consciousness, the whole the higher level of life. Mm -hmm. And every week, Hashem, we get this great gift called Shabbos, and it's an exercise in becoming a human being instead of uh, thinking about what we're going to do. We just are. We sing. We pray. We eat. We are with our family. It's, it's really, really the doorway to a, a better life. Wow. And uh, just want to take the opportunity to wish everybody the best Shabbos ever. That's my <laughs> I like I, I joke in our family, you know, <laughs> it's going to be the best Shabbos ever. They say, but the Patati, you said that last week. I said, I was just practicing. This is going <laughs> to be the best Shabbos ever. I love that idea because, so basically it's interesting because you're saying there's ways of sanctifying, we're sanctifying our relationships. We're, we're using expanded consciousness in our relationships and then we're meant to use it as well in, in time. So it's like these different spheres and, it's interesting because if you're doing what you're really saying, if you're really taking advantage of time and you're really plugged in and using your time well during the week by Shabbos, you really need that time just to be, you know? Um, 
so yeah, if you're, if you're doing it correctly, the system really works and it, it makes sense. Well, really, these two aspects of the week and Shabbos represent uh, the two aspects of our lives, the inner aspect of our lives, which is the soul portion of our lives. And then there's the external aspect of lives where we're out, going out to accomplish. And these two aspects parallel the two trees in the Garden of Eden, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge, good and evil. I was just learning with, the, with one of my friends, another sefer that's on my table all times, Der Hashem, where the, the Ramchal, not the Ramach, the Ramchal explains that Adam's job in the beginning was to stay at home. Mm. He was supposed to cling to the tree of life and not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And according to the Ramchal, the whole thing would have been over really fast. And it's speculated that one of the reasons that Adam uh, did not listen, because he thought that the world had to be dramatic. What about all the things out there in the world? What about the papayas in Hawaii? You know, what, what about you know, the, all the, the world out there? Obviously, Hashem created it for a reason. And it's true. Uh, Hashem did create it for a reason. If Adam would have centered himself and aligned himself on an inner level, everything would have rectified very quickly. But he didn't do that. And therefore, we have a two-pronged process of getting back that a person has to first rectify the situation that we're in right now. We have to center ourselves and fix ourselves in the world of action. And then we enter into the state where we can once again, that's the secret of why we have to keep two Shabbos in in order for the redemption to come. The first Shabbos brings us to rectify our days of the week, our doing, that we have to do with alignment and consciousness. Everything that we do is with a certain amount of uh, consciousness that everything we're doing is in alignment with Hashem's will. And then we come to the Shabbos where we're just a state of being. And then the whole world is aligned and hopefully everyone is happy and the world starts to work in harmony without any chaos, with a lot of love, a lot of unity. And just, I, just want, I just want just to, to say clearly, clearly, clearly that according to the deepest ideas of Judaism, all of the people of the world, not just all the people, all of the entities of the world are really under the umbrella of Hashem's unity we're all one entity of mankind. We're all in this together. We all have to uh, recognize the rights of each and every person, and we have to honor each and every person. Who is honorable? Somebody that honors the creation. We have to honor everyone. We have to be compassionate for everyone. And there, are, it's just a very, very simple thing, but we have to remember, the foundation of our belief is Hashem is one. He's the father of mankind. 
We're all under that umbrella. Each and every person has his place in the world. We have to live in harmony. We have to live in alignment. And then, as Hashem, hopefully, hopefully, we'll make the world a better place. Amen. Wow, that's beautiful, Robert Garner. Thank you. So, I actually, I just want to say I really like that point you made about Adam. It's so interesting how, like you said, his role was to really stay indoors. To, and, and now I feel like so many people feel like stunted, like they can't achieve you know, whatever they're trying to achieve before the pandemic hit. And it's interesting because it seems what you're saying is, is we need to follow the, the energy of the time. And right now the time is saying, stay home, look inward. Um, and like, it seems like you're saying, like, we can, we can achieve, we can achieve so much just by being home, by, by treating others with compassion and even people outside our home with compassion. But it seems like there's a lot of work we can do now. Um, and and it really does feel like the world is kind of shifting into a place of like the old system or the way things were going has kind of, it's kind of like breaking down and it seems like something new is emerging. So, um, it's what I'm hoping so. Hopefully it'll be good. We'll find out. Um, but, um, no, God willing, it will be good eventually. But, um, thank you, Rabbi Gardner. And, um, my pleasure. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed listening to Rabbi Gartner, and I look forward to learning with you again next week. Shabbat Shalom. Take care.